Thanks for listening to The Wannabes. This episode, we spend about half an hour talking about Marth Fox and the whole controversy around that. So skip to 35 minutes if you don't want to listen to that. Um, Otherwise, we go into our normal stuff, how we're feeling, how we take complaining. Uh, We speak about Zen and the martial arts, the book. So Scar, if you're out there, this is a good episode to start with. I wonder if that'll work. Probably not. Um, anyway, check out our other 1v1 episodes. We have some really good ones this week, or the last few weeks. We have Ipengu, Phil Nolan. We have one coming up on Friday. That's really exciting, too. And also, if you like our new audio, let us know. Because this is what it used to sound like. And now, it sounds like this. So, we're making some progress, I think. Anyway, enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. The Wannabes, episode 44. My name is JD. Yo, this is Wasabi. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, JD. How are you doing? Good morning, brother. I'm doing all right. I'm, uh... I didn't watch all of Summit, and I'm kind of happy I didn't, because I saw HBox One. Did I spoil it? Did you? Were you holding it for yourself? No, no, I watched all of it. Oh. Um, it was actually an amazing Summit. Yeah, I heard that the sets were really, really close. Probably, like, one of the most competitive Summits, like, in terms of, like, competition and sets, actually. So it was actually nuts. Word. Yeah, I was watching a lot of... Pretty much all of top eight. I was watching a ton of pools matches, just as many as I could. Um, yeah, Princeton's is sick. Yeah, for real. Just it, it's so cool watching because the foxes there, like Leffen, um, IBW, Hacks, Fiction, Prison. Am I missing anyone? Uh, like, no, those are all Plup and Mango secondaries, I guess. But those don't count for mm-hmm. what I'm going to say. Like watching those types of foxes and then the variations within that kind of category um i would say hacks is like definitely a little different than everyone else uh, very different than all the others but um in terms of the type of style they are like ibdw fiction percent are like very much on the same wavelength and then to see the variation between them be so wide is like so eye-opening you know what i mean does that make sense yeah, it makes sense. But like I'm curious if you can like go dig dig deeper into it. Like for ha- sure. eye opening in, in what sense. So I'm noticing how it really comes down to like the base of it. Where they have so much of the basics down in terms of I think punish game they they have very similar punish games a lot of the times. Um mm-hmm. and I think just general um I guess stock theory, which is I name I just came up with. I'm, someone might have said that before, but basically, like the the idea is to take stocks, and they all seem to have that as their number one priority at all times. Um, really was interesting, and then I you know I, I noticed all the same um, goals coming out of them, and then when it comes down to the micro, that's when their individual individuality came out in really strong ways and then they you know define themselves as being their own players and i think that was eye-opening because i have this weird like subconscious desire to be unique and to be my own player and it's cool to see that i don't need to sacrifice um optimization or like real like playing good real melee in order to achieve that sort of individuality. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Do you think the way that you... That's interesting. Do you think the way that you play right now, you're purposely going against the grain of, like, watching these top foxes to, like, see what they do? Or you think it's just, like, more of a... Like, a pride thing? That's a good question. Um, I don't think it's on purpose. I think mm-hmm. it. I think it's definitely something under under the hood per se like i'm it's hard to put myself in that situation 
um, like right now, I think when I'm under pressure, I don't do like I've been copying a lot more of Cody's stuff. I think Cody is the easiest player to copy in terms of technique because he's built his entire play style around fundamental building blocks of actionable skill, like doing a good full hop nair or full hop drill into fade back down tilt stuff like that those types of techniques i've been copying more so i'm okay with conceding that i need to steal stuff um i think what it comes down to is getting over that barrier of like bread and butters <clears throat> being a bad thing they're clear mm. they're clearly not you, i don't need to mix up every time i do a combo i could do the same combo in the same situations um adapt to their di mix-ups all that but there's nothing wrong with pulling out the good stuff and even hacks the reason i brought up hacks is like i'm noticing that he's going for a lot of the same setups like his setups are not arbitrary they are like oh my god he was doing uh, on side platforms <clears throat> underneath side platforms he would up throw nair and then fair jab shine off ledge do you know what do, you, do you picture what i'm talking about yeah yeah i mean yeah I, I, yeah he he really likes that option right so yeah that's that's my little rant off the top just um watching person play you know he he came in he seemed at first glance he seems to be very similar and then he's just doing his own thing past that base mm-hmm. yeah i think the, the game leaves a lot of room to play like how you want to open up the player but you know the punish game definitely i think you can just watch what other players do to improve it's been like not it's not really fully optimized but it's it's like pretty high up there, you know, compared to other characters. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and as Fox mains, we're just like, there's so much, so many things to navigate. You know, do you want to get into the Marth debate? Were you were you listening to any of that discourse over the weekend? Yeah, I was listening to it. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's let's do it. Uh, I personally disagree. Like, I get what they're saying, like... Let's preface it. Let's just pretend someone has no idea what we're talking about. All right, you preface it then. Sure. So, there was a conversation since Zane was just shitting on all the foxes in pools. There was a, a long conversation on Twitter and on the Summit stream about whether or not the foxes need to switch to Sheik for the Marth matchup. And it was... A very serious discussion they were considering you know saying things like this is the end of the line like there's nowhere else we can go with this it's okay that fox has a bad matchup it's just you need to adapt all these things mm-hmm. um and that's kind of where we are now that that's starting to fold out a little bit i think fiction ibdw said at one point they wanted to switch and then they retracted it saying like no i'm not good enough as fox to consider switching yet but yeah what do you think I kind of disagree with it. Like, it's not that, it, like, I think Marth does have an advantage, but I don't think that, like, it's so big, you know, like, maybe 55-45, you know, the FD swing really hit, does hit hard for sure, but I think, I don't know, I just think Foxes, there's still a lot of, like, ways to improve in that matchup and like especially with like edge guarding and and all of that and i think the the issue with it is that it's really just the zane matchup that everyone's complaining about which is fair and i get it like you know i get what leffen's saying of like you know zane kind of speeding the way for these other marths who kind of all you know quote unquote don't know the fox matchup and then names the next three best marths as pupu moon and Rishi and Shroom's Marth. Like, names the next best Marths and then says they all don't know the Fox matchup, you know? So, it's really just, like, in my head, like, Zane being a god, you know, just as Hbox is a god, but we don't say Puff wins. I mean, people, some people do, but it's less common. Um, 
so I think it's really that and like not enough credit is being given to Zayn. But I get what Levin's saying that if everyone just like played like Zayn and got better and like focused on the Fox matchup, then it would be just a lot harder. Even if like Mars don't need to work as hard to beat Fox with, you know, whatever tool set they have right now. Um, in terms of switching, I think like yeah, go for it. Like, if you're going to get me- mentally tilted, I think it's just, like, the mental game that's more frustrating than anything else. Where if, like, you're going to get tilted, then, yeah, just, you know, switch and and make it easier. But I don't think it's, like, really that impossible or, like, any Fox that isn't really Leffen can agree on. You know, like, they could just get better at the matchup. And it's okay to not have a winning matchup, but it's... It's it's okay not to have a winning matchup, but it's not okay to like complain and still suck at the matchup. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I mean, first things first. I don't think anyone is trying to detract from Zane. You know, I think they all stop and give credit in the middle of their rants every time. At least from what I've heard, and I think that's a sign of them really putting a lot of thought into this. And it's just like this tournament was the catalyst that kind of made them want to really start <laughs> complaining more and more. Or maybe you, you put all these foxes in the same room, they're going to echo chamber themselves and start really freaking out about it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they're, they're not struggling that much against the other Marths. Zane really is that good at the matchup. And I think the problem or maybe the next steps for them is just going to be playing specifically against Zane. Like you got to study the guy. You got to really start looking at his sets and and seeing his habits. You know, Cody did the best out of the Foxes. And I think that's because they play so often, you know, he, he has more experience at least on net play, which carries over somewhat, but you know, he felt, he definitely fell short. And I get that they, I guess we're kind of in this conversation too. I'm not crazy about the Fox or the Marth matchup, but I know it, it definitely feels like you have to work twice as hard to get openings and, and all that. But right. I mean, we've settled on Marth wins the matchup. Like, okay, that's where, that's where it is. That's where it's at. And so I actually think it's a fine idea to want to switch the Sheik for the matchup. I don't I don't think it is <clears throat> I don't think you should um judge anyone who wants to do that and who actually does. I would I really would say like good stuff to any person who picked up Sheik legitimately. Like I think Cody could do it if he if he really set his mind to it. Um his his secondaries are that good. But it's gonna take like a year plus to get to that level. And so if it's just empty words at this point, then we're just talking about something. There's just another stupid smash drama of the week. But if they're going to actually start putting in legitimate time to learn the matchup, then I'm actually really excited to see where melee goes from here. Um, otherwise they're just going to have to double down on that matchup. Do it people started doing to Hungrybox and and studying exactly him. And then we'll really put Zane to the test of, can he keep up when every Fox is gunning for you? Um, But yeah, it's, it's a lot of complaining, (laughs) but I don't know. I I feel like you can't even blame them. Like this is their life. Like this is how they're making a career. So I think complaining is, eh, could be Mm. worse. I mean, personally, I like, the Fox Marth matchup actually I don't think it's really that bad um maybe at high level like the highest peak level then it might be different but then at that point we're just talking about Zane like even Leffen said that we're just talking about Zane and it's just like well we thought Marth Puff was impossible for years and Zane went out and did it to Hbox Wizzy beat Hbox like you know, Amsa beat Hbox, and we, you know, so I don't know. I just really think that people are spinning their wheels with it. I think it would be interesting, and it would be this, like, oh, Armada Fox, but would Sheik. So that would be interesting. 
Right. But, um, you know, for storylines, I'd like it. But I just think that it's... Eh, I don't know. They're frustrated they lost and they're competitors, so that's fine. And then they're getting it out of their system so that they can, like, focus on the match ahead and play. Right. So that's fine, too. I think it's more so that it's just gonna, like, cause a lot of people, a lot of other players to, like, complain about the matchup when it's, like, clearly (laughs) not that bad. (laughs) Like, it's 55-45 worst, in my opinion. You lose on FD, FD, and, like, that's about it. Right. Just, like... I don't know. I just actually really like the matchup, and I don't think it's that bad. And I think there are a lot of counterplays that foxes don't do. And then foxes just all try to up air Marth, just bear him. Yeah. Like, it's okay, because you can win neutral again. And then you're not playing Zane, so they're not going to SDI out of your drill. Yeah. No, that it boils down to just a few different decisions that um, you can't do against Zane than you could do against other people. You can't back air him when he's crouched, <laughs> like even at max range. Um, you can't do a lot of things that, you know, it, I think the frustrating thing is that making these small mistakes and getting, you know, doing the things that work against every other Marth that don't work against him lead to, you know, 60% or a, a kill, you know? Yeah, but that's like what a top player is oh no 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 no. by definition i I get it no you're right um they need to get over that for sure i think i think it may be just a shock to the system you know like they're uh, i don't know zane's been zane's been doing it for a long time so i think my theory of they were all at summit and they were all complaining about it (laughs) together yeah Um, they were gassing each other up for for sure for sure I think it's, like, there was a comment from Seijam, like, to Leffen, because they know each other from Dragon Ball Fighters, and it's, like, yeah, like, it's it's a big mentality thing, like, if you know that it's a losing matchup and you treat it as such, then almost you're asking yourself to get tilted, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. But, like, if you just treat it as, like, any other matchup, then it's with, like, an inherent back-and-forth then your mentality is just better, you know? So treating it as if you're it's a losing matchup changes the options that you actually pick in-game. And I think that's, like, the biggest thing to think about. I think that's a really interesting point. Because taking it, it as so simply as, like, this is a losing matchup, you know, obviously has a very negative mind space that it puts you in. Like, I'm supposed to lose this. But it kind of takes away so much nuance to the matchup and yeah i mean it's just not the place to live if you want to be winning and i mean i'm guilty of it too it's a it's very easy to just like especially as fox mains where we're not used to adversity um once something like marth wins the matchup becomes mainstream all of a sudden it's like this new thought that gets circling around our brain. You know, we, we haven't had to deal with a losing matchup since the game came out, pretty much. I mean, maybe people thought Fox lost to Mario for a hot second in, like, 2002. But regardless, it's a new sensation. And so I guess what we're seeing right now is I predict that they're going to start developing some new tech and Zane's going to have... I don't think Zane's just going to be propelled up nonstop. I think Cody is going to be the first player to take a set off him. That's not a outrageous bet to place. Mm-hmm. Um, Outside of Leffen. Oh shit! Yeah, Leffen has been has beaten him a few times. This is like the second loss Leffen's had on Zane, mind you. He's won every other set except for the first one and this one. Oh, and sure? the one at Big House. Okay, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's only three losses. So maybe not the Cody won't be the first. He'll be the next. Um, mm-hmm. Unless SFAT pulls something out. But how funny would that be? If SFAT just come, comes in to be the Zane Slayer, I would lose my shit. I mean, he's been trying. He's been getting closer. Yeah. I love SFAT. I'm not trying to throw shade, but 
Mm-hmm. It's um, I think what we're seeing now is the beginning of a new mindset for top level foxes, and it starts off very rocky and emotional and kind of spitting things out like, you know, that's the first instinct when faced with a real challenge is like I want to quit, and that's what you know they're not quitting the game; they're quitting Fox in that matchup. They're saying I want to play Sheik in that matchup. And so I think the next stages are going to be, um, you know, what are they in now? Anger? They're no, they're in bargaining. They're in the bargaining stage. Um, uh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> so what? What's the order? Do you know the order? No grief? idea. I'm looking no this up. idea. Yeah, I mean, I think that just like I don't know. Like, it's going to be interesting. I just think pull the trigger on a secondary or not and run with it, see if it works. I think the the issue is what it does to other Fox mains that aren't at their level. Mm-hmm. And even, like, you know, let's be honest, like, you know, they're all amazing players and, like, Cody is the second best Fox in the world, which is crazy to say, um, considering how long he's been playing, but... Like, there's still a gap between... And ironically, I'm saying this after Cody beat Leffen. But, like, there's still a gap between Leffen and Cody, in my opinion. You know, like, in in that matchup specifically. Maybe not the Fox Dodo. But I think that, like, you know, when we see peak Leffen or, like, 80% Leffen, like, it looks way different. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And you could tell, like, I mean, like, even Leffen versus Cody, he was really, really shaky. And Leffen's just kind of been kind of shaky and frustrated this whole weekend. Yeah, I think you're, I think you're spot on. Um, We haven't, I think at that level, you know, I think this is why Plup got second, why he played so well was he just looked like good old Plup. Well, I mean, he had no expectations to right. make it that far. Right. And I think it, this is not just in the Fox Ditto or Fox Marth, like any sort of matchup at that level. If someone shows up at their baseline, at their B, B-plus skill, um, they might not be able to beat H-Box. You kind of have to play A-plus to beat H-Box when he's doing you know his baseline. But the way Plup played was... It, it just seemed like plup and everyone else was kind of shaky. Um, Cody mentioned on the mic that it was like everyone is just playing their C game. Who was the best C game? And that was definitely true. Um, made for a very interesting summit, you know, not a lot of blowouts in top eight um, and some really, you know, funny, fun matches, but it's just about who shows up, you know? And I think Zane is turning into one of those players, especially in against Spacey's, where um, you can't give him any of that. Like, if you show up with your C game for the first, for game one, it's like he'll take the whole set, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's really, really good for, you know, the health of the meta, realistically. I mean, Foxes need to step it up. Which, <laughs> easier said than done, but that's just where we're at. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious, like, you know, we've we've talked a lot about, like, other other foxes, right? Mm-hmm. But how does this affect, like, you? Like, what do you think make cool. of it in terms of seeing these other foxes play and complain about the matchup, but be top players and, and, and so-and-so? Do you think it changes your perspective at all? Um, I think it gave me some peace of mind and, um, some affirmation, you know, we, of we what? just, when we, you know, have our own negative thoughts or when we have our own struggles, um, mm-hmm. a lot of times it feels, um, I guess lonely is the word, but it feels like very difficult to put ourselves in the situation of a successful melee player, right? 
it sometimes feels at our level when we're trying to break through into these milestones and prove ourselves that if we have this baggage, I guess, or if we have these kinds of difficulties that it's not possible, but it's, it's nice to see that players at every single stage of the game have very similar issues, albeit at different skill levels and, and at different degrees of importance. And that was, that felt pretty good. It, it made me feel like, okay, I could, I could deal with my own stuff and still improve. Like I can face my own challenges um, and I don't have to deal against Zane to prove myself. <laughs> That's pretty cool too. I mm. could just, I could prove myself against young. So mm-hmm. stuff like that. How do you feel? That's the funny thing is I, you know, towards the tail end of this Foxmarth discussion, I was like, we're really focused on this like one matchup. So I'm curious where, where JD's going with this or what, what his internal thoughts are. Hmm. Cause like nothing really changed for me. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm like, we're really fixated on this thing and like, not necessarily a bad thing, but I'm just like so curious because like literally nothing's changed you know, like, in, in my point of view. It's just, like, people get frustrated, people complain, you know, are they gonna do something about it? And that works on every level, you know? The the only difference is what you said about that we don't have to play Zayn to prove it. But, like, then it's, like, I don't know, it's okay to complain. I, I You know, I'm not saying that it's bad. I'm just saying that, like, we have it much, much easier to improve. Like, there are very clear things that we don't do that we should just do and, like, be better at. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. Like, it's okay to get frustrated, but, like, seeing them complain and, like, bitch about Foxmarth and whatever BS, like, didn't really change. Like, my, my opinion, plus, like, I feel like there's no reason to complain when you're not at that, like, until you're at that level. You know, like, I think really the only one who, even if he overdoes it, like, can really complain is, like, Leffen. Right. <laughs> because he can say, like, yeah, I played a 10 out of 10 and will barely won last eight game five against Zane. You know, like, I, I get it. And the way Leffen presents it is, is fair. But, like, I don't know. Everyone just complains too much. <laughs> That's kind of my consensus always. Um, yes. And I think Leffen would benefit from a... Oh my god, imagine Leffen had his own podcast. That would be primo. But Yeah, or a, psycholo- like a sports psychologist. Yeah, Leff- oh my god. Pitch this idea. Leffen takes therapy live on stream every week oh my god that sounds like a bts skit i know but no i think i think you kind of hit on the head like that it it takes a lot to complain you need to really be at a level to you know kind of have it right you know and wait what was that oh i was saying like you kind of have to like be at that level you have to like earn the right to complain yeah yeah and so i think that's kind of that kind of speaks to what I was trying to say before a little better. Like it gave me perspective of, and I don't think I complain a lot. Um, I might like when I lost last HNC, you weren't there, but I SD twice game three and I was complaining Mm -hmm. about that, you know, Um, like, I shouldn't have lost a fucking SD. You know what I mean? And so I think, I think what this moment kind of speaks to is a lot of players are feeling their own feelings. They're they're going through their own trials. And for some people, the kind of avatar of that frustration is Zane. But that carries over to a lot of Melee players. It's a very universal thing of having a demon or a matchup. You know, f- there's so many characters out there that just can't beat other characters. 
And I mean, that's the other thing. Nico Ryobit wakes up with 60-40 matchups across the board. Yep, yep. I mean, <laughs> yeah, and we saw Armada had to pick up Fox to deal with it. Yeah, but that's the thing. All these other characters wake up with 60-40s like it's nothing. Right, and I think Peach Even is a great you example. Argue, yeah. Even if you argue Fox Martha 60-40, which I don't agree with, you know, I think it's, like, you have to factor in that, like, other players have done much more with much less. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And other characters have to be as technical. Every, you know, Falcos have to work as hard as Foxes. Maybe a little less so on the left and rights of the sticks, but... Um, and Peaches. Peaches have to work their ass off on their tech skill. So... I th- yeah, it, it's definitely got to be something that Fox has taken into more consideration. Um, and, you know, let's let's try to broaden it a bit and just the idea of complaining. Or maybe there's a better word than complaining. Complaining kind of, um, I think, marginalizes I, it a little bit. But You think so? I mean, I think it's just complaining. I don't know if it's just complaining. I think it's... Because you, you look at the context of all of this, right? These are guys who have dedicated their lives to this game. And it is... They're, they're hitting this wall. You know, Zane is an incredible player. And they're looking at this as a player as good as Hungrybox, but with a matchup that is that much harder for Fox. Like... And Hungrybox is a problem for people in a matchup that Fox wins. So they're not seeing Zane as a one-time challenge at Summit. They're seeing him as an existential threat to their careers. And mm-hmm. this is such a flimsy situation for Melee players. It is so hard to be at that level. And Fox is a character that punishes inactivity... And if you don't practice with him, more so than other characters, undoubtedly so, like Fox requires more maintenance, then you are, you know, it, it makes it a, a really big deal for these players. And um, especially like Cody and recently Fiction got sponsored, but you know, there's a real conversation of how do we survive? How do we actually maintain our careers when Zane is a, is making this matchup so hard for us? And so, yeah, I mean, Leffen boils it down to it's really about Zane. I think that is where the conversation needs to continue on from. I think the whole, um, you know, how do we beat Marth is not where the conversation lies right now at all. It's how do top foxes make a living with Zane being, you know, this monster of a player. And so I had, I do have a lot of sympathy for them. I really do. Do you think it's like really making a living though? I mean, like that would mean like just consistently winning like each event consecutively. No, it's it's growing their brand and all that. I guess, yeah. It's never about the the tournament winnings. It's, yeah, but it's about landing they the win sponsor once. and all that. Yeah, I guess that's fair. I mean, the conversation only lies in those top three to five foxes. Um, even Sfat. I mean, Sfat is someone I love because of his mentality. He's not complaining a lot, even though he probably has the most experience getting thrashed by this guy um Mm -hmm. and yeah i mean it's and i don't think he's complaining because he has been locked up in a a tier one sponsor for a few years and wins every doubles tournament Mm -hmm. so it's really you really have to you know sympathize at least with some of you know what these guys are saying just where they're living right now why are they complaining so much and you know what they have to deal with to sustain a very unstable way of life 
that's where I'm at, anyway. Hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to, like, think how I feel about it. Um. I don't know. I have mixed feelings about it, I think. I think, like, I'm, I don't know. It, it, this isn't also, like, my alley. I You know me. Like, I don't really comment too much on, like, other people's... Yeah, we usually don't. ...melee careers and stuff. Yeah. So this is pretty, like, out of my usual usual topic, but... We can move on. We've been on this for half an hour. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Like, it's like, you chose this career... <laughs> Like, run with it, you know, like, if it's a survival thing, switch to Sheik if you think that's it. If it's not, then put up or shut up. Yeah. But that's always just been, like, the way I think about it. Here's the most generous take I could think of before we move on. Go for it. This, these foxes are making an active choice to speak to their sponsors or prospective sponsors and addressing the elephant in the room and saying we're working on it. You know, they're taking this opportunity to make a lot of noise and be like, yeah, I know, I know. All right, give me time. I got it. You know, just getting ahead of it a little bit before the narrative forms of they can never beat him. That's just Mm -hmm. the most generous take I could think of. It's gamesmanship. That's kind of dumb, but whatever. Okay. Um... Let's move on to a conversation we could actually talk about and actually enjoy, I should say. Um, I read uh, Zen in the martial arts. Oh, let's go. That's high. Yeah, you told me to. And I, well, it was an audio read, but I was very, very locked in. Yeah, what were your thoughts about it? Like, I'm actually curious of, like, you know, what stood out to you? Because there, there's a lot to digest in the like the two-hour audiobook. Yeah. Um, well, I think what stood out first was how apt it was for where I, you know, where I am right now. Um, funny enough, just a few weeks ago, I, you know, made that a little video on um, hacks mentioning what melee is. Melee is a martial art. And he, you know, he brought that up and I kind of played with the idea. And then to have this book kind of speak to a lot of those similarities, um, working with different senseis and, and different masters and, you know, learning these lessons through failure and through, um, you know, it, he, he opened a lot of lessons up with him being discouraged or angry or having or, or processing these negative emotions and then learning a lesson out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the timeline of it, the fact that he was, he would bounce between, you know, learning something in his late twenties to early fifties, you know, and everywhere in between just that constant journey of learning was, those are just the baseline stuff. And then the actual content of it was like, I think I need to give it another read. And, and cause when I was reading it, it just kept me locked into my day to day life also. Um, and I felt a few days where I was just completely in it. Um, at least more than I've ever been like over the course of a day, maybe three to five hours of, at least like 60%, you know, zend, zend into it, um, mindful and, and all that. I know zend isn't a verb, but whatever. And so, you know, and then I've lost it too. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying I've like, oh, you know, read this book, you find the answer and <laughs> then you're, then you're a Zen God, you know? Um, but it's really cool to, have been in that place for so long just based off of you know one one small little book that gave a lot of perspective and a lot of um easily understood metaphor um and just like applicable lessons it was great i loved it or yeah i'm glad i think the book has a lot of 
really good lessons and like is a good introduction into Zen yeah, into Zen theory and and beliefs and, and whatnot. I think it's a really good book. Um I don't know, there's always some parts that like I think it it it's good always to reread it, like when when you need an answer because there's always like a different section that will speak more to you. Mm-hmm. I'm curious like what what sections speak the most to you, you know? Which story? Man. Putting me on the spot here. Yeah. Wow, specifics are not coming to me right now. No specifics? Fuck. Okay. <laughs> That's <laughs> fair. I wish I had an answer. Oh. <laughs> um, I think... Uh, I think um, one that really stood out in terms of Melee was when the the author was speaking on the high kicks and how he was complaining about the younger martial artists being able to kick above the head and Bruce Lee spoke to him and said um you know I I was born with one leg shorter than the other I have I'm nearsighted I have all these issues so I've learned to adapt to those problems and make them my strengths and so if you can't kick above the head don't you don't need to only recently have people been doing that Instead, focus on making your mid-range kicks as strong as they can be. And focus on that and don't don't think about the things you can't do. It's just a waste of energy. And clearly he phrased it better than that. <laughs> but that was something that I think clicked something in me and might have led me to want to bring up the, you know, the... the the foxes um, opening the episode um mm. where yeah i can see it how it relates you know what i mean like i i like the idea of just kind of accepting it like okay i'm not the player who does um perfect chain grabs on fd or i'm not the player who um i don't know likes grinding late into the night or can't afford to go to a tournament every weekend. But making those things my strength, like maybe forming a stable life is my strength, not leaning on melee to give me everything and to give me as much sense of purpose as maybe other people is a good thing for me. It's just about finding that avenue and keeping my attitude straight that's what is going to help me out at least that's how i interpreted it yeah no i definitely agree i think the kick analogy of it like is it really that necessary to have the high kicks is i think really important i think how do i phrase this i think realizing where you play well is like half the battle you know i think the biggest difference you know you know you can use bruce Bruce lee as the example the the peak example of like someone who just went with his strengths and you see lots of players do that i think the toughest thing is regardless of your strengths or weaknesses is holding yourself to a higher level of play Mm. in in whichever motion that is you know and i think that's truly what what separates it you know because whether bruce lee plays you know his style matches because of his like physical deformities like melee doesn't have any physical real real physical barriers you know but but if you're gonna play it like that you know then you you know it's it's it still goes back to holding holding yourself to the highest level of play you know even you know a simple mid kick or a low kick like needs to be perfect you know especially if you're not doing the high kicks you know yeah i loved it i i think i think a lot of a lot of the time you know this might not be directly related to the story but in terms of 
you know, metaphorically, what is a high kick, what's a mid-range, all that stuff. Um, there's kind of a rush to get, I think this is a common thing. I know The flashy I've, uh, stuff? The flashy stuff or just the new good thing. Um, for a lot of Foxes, I think there's starting to be a recognition. You know, the old meme is like people learning how to multi-shine before they can, you know, shuffle. Shine grab. Yeah, or, or very similar things. Um, yeah. And I think that still rings true somewhat, but I think now it's a little more on the, like, good flashy thing or the unique flashy thing that a lot of foxes our level you know want to solve you're really guilty of not doing this that's not a terrible way to phrase it you are not guilty of this in my experience i've never known you to be someone who ignores fundamentals in order to you know try to check off a new you know the new popular tech um Mm -hmm. but for players like me and a lot of other players it becomes a thing of like, all right, I have these down. I have ledge dashes down. I have this. Okay, I don't need to focus on that. Let me get let me get this new thing. Let me get this uh, perfect shield drop shine. Um, I don't know or whatever that you see the top level fox is pulling off because it's good. And you say, okay, these this new tech will help me. And it's kind of getting straight A to B without realizing that there's a whole separate road to get you there in a better way um and just i think mid-range kicks i love uh, or mid-level kicks is just such a good metaphor for like so many things in melee it's like mm-hmm. just do that really well just and you'll find so much success i love that so much yeah i mean i think eventually you have to add stuff to your game to mm-hmm. improve and stuff like that mm-hmm. i think for me like uh Thanks for the shout out, but I think like it's just that everyone it's always just it's you know I think because like the way you progress is like you can't wave dash and then you add in wave dash and you can't l cancel you add in l cancel you can't shuffle you add in shuffle and you're building you have these building blocks but at a certain point like when does addition become less important than refinement mm-hmm. you know and mm-hmm. I think that's the thing is you see. It's always easier and, like, mentally more comforting to add something to your game. But very rarely do people just talk about refining refining their game either, you know? And it, it and it's a weird balance of... It's, it's this weird push and pull where you have to, like, keep adding stuff. Because, like, if the toolset isn't diverse enough to encompass, like, high-level play, even if you refine, like, one, two things, like you know, it will be a little bit choppy, you know, but it's, you'd still need that wide base foundation to, to really support everything else. Yeah. And this kind of speaks to the other thing that I liked in the book with Mm -hmm. how long of a journey this author had in martial arts Mm. and relating that to melee. I mean, yeah, our hands could be in trouble, but you could say the same thing about someone practicing karate with their whole body being in trouble. You know, it's it, proper care. I think we can play this game for a very long time as long as we take the right steps and are healthy. You know, you know, diet, exercise, these, these X factors that keep us in the game for a long time. And so that gave me a lot of hope to, you know, my own my own meta philosophy on melee where you know sometimes it's hard to keep a good perspective and to actually say it's okay to take a long time to get good but Mm. to hear someone saying that at 50 years old they're still going to new senseis that are half his age and submitting to the the craft of learning is so refreshing to hear you know someone twice my age twice my age plus is still pursuing a passion he loves that gives no monetary return is entirely for the the benefits to his soul and something he enjoys and 
wrote a book about it and and made a uh, an influence on other people through that journey like taking a real step back is something that just the melee community does not have time for i mean we're we have a few hours of prime time some it's different we have a, four days but these tournaments don't have a lot of time to really broadcast the message of longevity and the journey of it all. You know, thank God well, for Scar and Toph. They do that on their shows all the time. But Well, I think it's different because, like, no one's as old as martial arts is, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, like, easier said than done because Melee is, like, a bunch of still mostly <laughs> college kids. Or younger, right? Like, And I think it's, like, this anxiety of the unknown versus, like, in martial arts, like, yeah, we've seen amazing senseis, amazing masters of the martial art, even at an old age. So I think, like, that's very different. Like, we're thinking of, like, hundreds of years of, of this reaffirmation. But I think, like, you know, talking about time, like, you know, there's this really amazing quote in the, in the book you know differentiating patience and time right like you know it they they say the author does describe his experience of like patience being more of this like quiet endurance while time you know while like giving yourself time is just not having an expectation on when you reach a certain point or destination mm-hmm and, and and both of those are, are two drastically very different things, you know? Like, I think it's, like, patient in terms of, like, grinding, waiting for a breakout, and, and all of that. But, like, you need to give yourself time to just digest everything and become a better player, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think everyone's rushing to do so, and... And obviously, like, you, you know, it's it's a weird balance of you want to, you know, have the fire make you run faster, but not burn yourself out. So it's this weird balance. But I think a lot of people, you know, view their melee careers as, as a lot shorter than martial arts. Yeah. I mean, the very cliche, it's it's a marathon, not a sprint. Um. That I feel like that's applicable. I, I you know, we, we do talk so about cliche. this often. It is so cliche. But I'm happy that um, I bring up I bring up Scar and Toph because they brought this up on commentary. They, they talked about Zen just during a match. And, you know, how much can you really get into when top-level melee is happening in front of you? Um, and, but I'm just happy that it seems... You know, I agree. Melee is so young compared to the ancient art of karate. It's not the same. But I I feel like there's a bit more of um, Melee players co-opting these philosophies and to treat it more as a martial art than an esport. Mm-hmm. And that's I think that's where Melee really will thrive is if the player base begins to give a lot more time to these ideas and to start practicing these really beneficial mindsets. Yeah, I mean, it's super important. I think, like, you know, in the end, when you when you see people drop out of the community, or, I mean, there's, there's a lot of reasons, so I, I actually don't feel like I have... I can comment on a lot of it, because a lot of it is simply external you know Mm -hmm. but at least with the internal ones that i've seen like it's about this desire to is it like almost like can you just keep coming back you know like no matter how good we get for good time we're gonna lose twice in the tournament and be eliminated you know Mm -hmm. and only the best of the best can play till the very end and that's what everyone's goal is but how do i put this like yeah like it's it's about like can you keep on i think the best competitors are the ones that can keep on uh you know and and maybe a little cliche but keep on 
challenging, you know, and and that's really what uh, is the important thing. Because I think the minute they don't think it's worth it to challenge whoever they're playing, whether that's like you know not going zero and two in a tournament to winning a you know regional, you know the, the it's it's the feeling's the same. Yeah. No, I think that's that's what it takes, and also it's. I think we need to speak a little more to, um, the the casual competitive side, where, and, and that's a strange term that I keep making up these weird ass terms. But I mean, it's okay not to want to be, like the best or whatever, yep. and just to like go to tournaments because it's fun, you know? Yeah, like there is a legitimate path that starts with a few years of you know getting the basics down like enjoying those you know years of practice where you make great strides very quick unlocking wave shining you know doing your first perfect ledge dash like these milestones that feel like a glorious triumph because they are because you put in that time and keeping you know keeping the perspective on that going forward like it is hard to just consistently get that feeling but you could also you know get the respect of your local melee scene enjoy that for a long time go to smash fests um you know go to tournaments where they have summit playing like really truthfully get a lot out of the game and the community in a legitimate way um i think the 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 trial comes in once you come to terms with you know is your work ethic matching your goals and it's really easy to have your work ethic match your goals when your goals are doing a ledge dash but once you you know fall into the trap of wanting a linear progression um, I think that's where the real struggle lies. You know, are you willing to be patient and to truly live, you know, where you are to really come to terms with what your your journey is? That's that's yeah. a harder conversation. Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree. I mean, almost another way to frame it is like everyone wants to have fun, but no one wants to lose. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and and in the end, like. Even you know, I can I can spout you know whatever I want about on this podcast, but like, I don't like losing either. Yeah, <laughs> losing isn't fun. Mm-hmm. You know, but it, it it's inevitable. At the same time, and it's can I just lose a little bit? You know, not as soon, a little bit later than usual, and I don't know. I think it's it's hard because because I think there's a lot of cognitive cognitive dissonance in that you know it's so fun it's fun when you can play the way you want and and stuff like that but you're literally playing someone else whose job is to prevent you from doing doing that doing what you want to do and in turn having fun and you know you need to i don't know find joy in the interactions and then i don't know but losing isn't fun either so i can't comment on that more than that it's more of just like a that's just part of the deal but i think no one's talking about it in that way yeah or not a lot of people are talking about it that way because a lot of time it's not about anyone's livelihood Mm -hmm. that's why i kind of like you know if we circled back to like leffen like yeah he complains a lot and i don't agree with it all the time or a lot of the time but like he's someone i think like has the right to complain (laughs) Yeah. versus majority of the other people for sure you know i've been in a position where i've complained because of my deep insecurity and frustration like and i was lucky enough to have gotten negative feedback and, and backlash that made me actually have to reevaluate myself but i think there is a growing population of people that are playing melee or are either 
feeling frustration in their day-to-day or in career or just you know putting a lot of stock in their in their uh, melee ego and having that fall short and then you know the the common vernacular is you know turning into shitters or or um, what is Leffen calls them like Twitter cockroaches. <laughs> just fucking... Yeah, that was some lovely co- like uh, vocabulary. Yeah, I mean, no sympathy, man. Because people who go online and and say bad things, like they're clearly hurting in some way. No one, you know, this is a very Gary V thing to say, but there's no one who's happy and goes and spouts venom on a comment section. So. I think there's got to be a lot of sympathy and I hope a discourse starts to take place that replaces Leffen's like, fuck you all, you know, this is me. If you say bad things, you're a fucking loser. Hope something replaces that with, um, you know, let's treat Melee for what it is and allow the room for you to, to make it your own success at your own pace. You know, I don't know. I don't think Leffen's going to do that. Well, no, not have Leffen change, but have the general discourse not follow in his footsteps. Yeah, that's fair. Because Leffen's that's not fair. changing. No no one's changing that guy. Yeah. <sighs> Early morning, man. <laughs> it's just like becoming one of my favorite morning habits though like i know we keep doing it on accident (laughs) it's it's solid it's fun i mean yeah i like it just early yeah it's just it's just a little early just a little early (sighs) all right so that kind of covered the is there anything you've been listening to um i don't know if i would say listening to but like i i had this fun thought post hnc you know, like, I didn't go in, like, last podcast I was talking about, like, trying to f- rest more and, and stuff like that. And I put out such a pro-tag tweet, like a protagonist tweet you love after, pro-tag. after Wednesday. Yeah, but this was especially pro-tag. It was, it was probably one of my best pro-tag works in recent memory. Okay. <laughs> um, but, uh, no, I don't know. It was interesting because, like... I sort of come to the conclusion that, like, I have to rest and I have to, like, find time to rest. But worrying about resting is, like, the dumbest thing. And that, like, also there are, like, other players grinding and working harder than you. And, like, if you want to, like, yeah, I was tired. Maybe I need more sleep than I used to when, like, a few years back. Or and and work's been more tough recently, you know. Uh, but you know, just more responsibilities and stuff. But like, that doesn't change the fact that like other people are outworking me and outgrinding me. And like, I should rest when I can, but I it I shouldn't. Like that that isn't an excuse to not put in as much time. Like I have to keep on just like challenging and 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 then finding the rest where i can like but i still need to put in the hours and but i mean yeah so it was an interesting thought to think about yeah but i think it's still like pretty true shit now i want to talk about this for an hour (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i mean i don't know that's like what i've been thinking about because it's like there are a lot of other stuff that you could give up so that you can play melee, and I think people just don't do it, but I think lessening melee to rest, you know, doesn't align with me right now. Word. Unless I really need it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, working hard. It's it's, uh, it's got to be a priority, I think. Yeah, I mean, you got it. everyone's working hard. That's the, that's what makes it fun. That is, it's about improving. It's not about just getting better. If we were talking about like, you know, in 
in relation to everyone. It's it's improving faster in relation to everyone is something that Hacks told me a while back. You know, because he's like, yeah, it's like really easy to improve, actually. The harder part is improving faster than everyone else. Mm. Shit, he's right. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> well, I wish we could dive into this. Sorry, I, sorry, I, I ranted so much about Fox Marth. I had a feeling. I fell That's for okay. the trap. You did. You did fall for the trap. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I feel so bad. Like this is. <laughs> <laughs> I co-opted our space. It's fine. If ever we could just record a thirty-minute segment later. I'm I'm pretty down. I mean, like we haven't done it ever, but like that could be a fun little thing. Little mini. Uh, yeah, we could do a mini one. Well, cool. Um, I'm going to go make a kale smoothie. That's, do it. that's a new thing I prepped for this week. Um, hopefully it's not gross. And, yeah, man, just I'll see you Wednesday, right? Probably, yeah. I should be there. Hell yeah. All right, brother. Talk soon. All right, dude. See you later.